cameras. And on that note, I think this is a good way to start off the 27th episode of the Overclock Podcast. I am Lindsay Shooters, that opinion guy, sharpshooters on social medias. And I am joined, as always, by my good friend and tech luminary, which we discovered last week was another word for old. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gavin correct. Dutty. Correct. Gavin, how are you doing? Good, thank you. I've just been going through my Facebook posts that I posted uh, about the... Um, Samsung S10 launch event last night and I can see that in my I don't know memories thing Facebook's trying to remind me to or trying to get me to re-repost last year's <laughs> Samsung event so it must have been almost the same day last yes, year yes yes yeah. yes one knows when it comes to Valentine's Day two things happen <laughs> super rugby starts and there's a Samsung phone Damn. coming out into the wild okay Kevin we were both at Unpacked last night the Santon event one of numerous um, global events. Um, mm. We found out there that South Africa is a first wave launch country for the S10 family of devices. Yeah, it's very, that's very interesting in itself. Yeah, keep going. There were eight devices, no less than eight devices made known okay. during okay, the presentation. See where, see where you're going with your eight devices. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, importantly, we're getting three S10s. It's the S10e, the S10 regular, mm. And the S10 Plus, hmm. which we both, which we each received one. Yes. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Easily the best phone in the world right now. Until uh, this weekend. What what color did you get? You uh, got the, the, the silver-backed one. It's, it's called white. something. It's yeah. the prism white. Yes, yes. Which Pris is cool. It shimmers in different colors on the back. Although it's basically a pearly white color. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And then... There's a S10 5G variant with G, other... G, 5G, 5G, sorry, 5G. sorry that's, that's the, the in-joke for this event, because one, <laughs> one of the luminaries on stage kept calling it 5G for reasons we can't explain, yeah. We'll explain that 5G <laughs> is a world of pure imagination. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was another in-joke. That was the little tune they chose for the promo video. I mean, um, we joke about that, of course, because 5G seems such a long way off in South Africa, but that, I don't want to get Lindsay started up on that. So, ah, yeah. ah, ah. Okay. That and Spectrum, please, please don't yeah. get me started on Spectrum. All right, moving uh, on. Moving on. And then there were the Galaxy Buds, which are like kind of the spiritual successor of the Icon, Gear, Icon X. X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, these, these are buds with no cables at all. One bud sticks in the left ear and the other bud sticks in the other ear and there's no cable between them. They just connect to each other with Bluetooth. Then yeah. there were two watches, one called the Galaxy Watch hmm. Active, which is like the spiritual successor of the Gear S line. S3, yes. Yeah. And then there is the Galaxy Watch Fit, which is kind of just like a normal fitness yeah, band. Yeah, it looks like one of those Garmin bands with an elongated face. Yes. Hmm. And then, star of the show, let off bat, didn't, I, I, there were rumors that it was coming, and then there were all the leaks about the S10s, and Samsung pretty much gave its entire game away, and okay, I was like, you know what roll. this is all about, they are not going to be delivering their folding phone, and guess what they did, Gavin? Drum roll, drum roll! They released the Galaxy Fold. Okay, now we've speculated a lot about the fold. This is a it's a phone. It's, a, it's kind of a phone that flips open along its long edge and, and forms a seven-inch tablet. Yes. Mm. So no one knows when it's coming to market, but they did have prototypes that we could touch and feel and not take photos of. Yes, that's right. And they did insist <laughs> that it is coming to South Africa, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah. The, the thing that was strange for me was um, it seemed like it was a prototype in a very, very, very late stage of development. So it's almost ready to go to market. Yeah. The hinge was working fantastically. The way that beautiful seven-inch AMOLED or OLED screen opens up yeah. along that 
that hinge was just incredible to my mind. I was mind right. So, so we should be should be jumping off with the fold. Okay. Yes, yes. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a silly name to start with. I hope they're going to think up a more imaginative name than the fold. No, I think fold is what no, we're getting. No, no, fold is soft, and yeah, fold is soft. Okay, so try and imagine you've got now a long, thin, skinny phone, much like a feature yes. phone used to look. So this is two very flat feature phones joined together with a hinge along the long side. So yes. you can use it like a regular phone, like a, like a smartphone, because it's kind of got a large screen on the one side. Um, of course, that would be if you're doing simple things like making phone calls and so on. As soon as you try and use it as a full smartphone, you'll find yourself folding it open where it forms a completely seamless screen 7.3 inches wide. So 7.3 inches is kind of the screen size where tablets started out. So this is truly the phone that becomes a tablet. Yes, um, and you fold it open like a book and yes. it's beautiful, but hugely impractical and I don't think people should buy it. Firstly, because <laughs> the um, price. <laughs> it's priced at like nearly 1950 in US dollars. It's nearly 40,000 rand. And it's probably going to come to the... Because I, I was speculating with, the, with one of the demo guys and I was like, how much... He was like, how much do you think it's going to be? And I was like, 35k? And he was oh. like, uh... Up, up, no, up, think up. higher. We're and targeting. Like we're targeting. Forty-two, and he kind of gave me a little bit of a nod, and I was like, mm, "That is a steep price to pay okay. for a first-gen product that's probably going to be a bit now, dumb for a while." Now, the only real novelty here is something they call app continuity. That means yes. you start up Google Maps on your skinny phone. And then when you open it, the Google Maps continues uh, onto the large screen automatically, except now it's obviously a much expanded view yes. than using it like a tablet. But, you know, you do that a couple of times. You're looking at a document. Ooh, and now you've got a big document. You're looking at a small picture. Ooh, and now you've got a big picture. You're looking at a video. Ooh, and now you've got a big video. But, I mean, that novelty wears off plenty fast for 40K. We can't deny it feels fantastic in hand. Yes. It's an all-metal body on the outside, from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, it's got lots of little accents and features, and it actually is surprisingly portable. It actually fits remarkably easily in your in your pocket and stuff like that for something that folds out into, I was into a, a bigger bit experience. I was to put it in my pocket in my <laughs> area, um, just because that they, they made me hand in my phone and like yeah, my, they they had uh, a heavy security around the whole thing for some yeah, reason. So yeah. I was not going to take that risk out of fear for yeah. So I mean, if, if you're struggling to imagine what I'm talking about, there are, there are lots of good pictures they've made available, yes. uh, which I've posted up on the tech magazine Czar website, other website, Facebook page. So, you know, if you're struggling to conceptualize, although by now, if the internet hasn't reached you with this information, I'm sure you're living under a rock or something. Yes. Mm. Uh, moving on, Gavin. Yes. Uh, S10. Right. S10, we, I, I believe this was a seed that was planted around about the time of the S7, where Samsung really started to get its design chops together. Okay. And it started delivering just like great hardware after great hardware after sure. great hardware. And a little bit of exploding needed, in between there, but yeah, otherwise. Yeah, all they then. needed to do was just bring the software up to scratch, and they okay. achieved that okay. in, at the end of last year with the One UI, which became public to the world on the Galaxy Note 9 okay. and S9 earlier this year in January. Um, beautiful piece of skinning of Android, uh, beautiful reimagining re of what Android is supposed to be like, um, making these big screens more usable. Uh, and then they bring out S10, which is just a marriage of excellent hardware, great camera, great design, and this very thoughtful, intuitive UI. Yeah, What's okay, your so, take, so take nothing away from the fact that it is just a phone but we have to understand <laughs> that for something that is just a phone that looks like a phone feels like a phone behaves like a phone it is still the pinnacle of micro 
micro-engineering, technologically speaking. So, I mean, a lot of what's going on in this phone is not even visible to the eye. They don't even tell you about it because they know that most people can't follow technologically or engineering-wise what's going on in this phone. You know, the use of materials, the amount of tech that they're packing in there, how the new cameras actually work. All that kind of thing you just experience it as a user but you know to most people it just looks smells behaves like possibly the best phone in the world at the moment that's probably yes. the best yes. phone in the world so the they've moment. made the screen a bit skinnier and a bit taller it's a 19 by 9 um, aspect ratio now breaking away from the 18.5 by 9 um, that they used on S Galaxy S8 and Galaxy S9. Mm. Um, it looks quite derivative actually, but they've removed the top bezel and they've shoved the cameras, the front-facing camera, into the right top right-hand corner. So, so that's the thing that everybody used to call the notch, you know, the yes. little black thing that, that led down, which really didn't phase me at all. But now we truly have end-to-end, edge-to-edge screen in all directions with a tiny little pinprick hole at the top, which you're calling the punch hole or the, something like, like that. The hole punch, the, the hole punch, punch display. Yeah. It's a tiny little, uh, I guess it's maybe two millimeters across, a tiny it's little The size disc. of a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that camera has, that, that hole has both a camera and the relevant sensors in it that require that, yeah. that camera to function. So obviously there was a lot of new technologies like the proprietary laser cutting thing okay. mechanism that they... Oh, they went into detail about how the hole is drilled. Yes. I mean, to drill a hole in a screen is pretty tough, okay, <laughs> so given that. Yeah. Um, I was watching a lot of content um, last night. My first impressions video is up on my YouTube channel, That Opinion Guy. Um, and I was watching full screen content, Netflix content, getting some HDR action going up on there, okay. all on the hotel Wi-Fi, obviously. <laughs> and I was not distracted by the dual camera on the Galaxy S10 Plus that we have okay. um, at all, actually. I, uh, I was quite surprised that it just disappeared into... Is it, hang on, you drew dual, I think you mean... Oh, you mean the dual on the front? Yes, the dual okay. on the front. We're still right, so about maybe, the maybe we must explain that. Yeah, so the, the S10 Plus, that's the biggest of the lot so far, has got dual cameras on the front. So it doesn't have a, pin, uh, a single pinprick hole. It's got a little bit of an elliptical shaped yes, hole. Yes, yeah. yes. And then S10 regular has a single front facing camera. Um, they're up to 10 megapixels now. Uh -huh. um, and then on the S10e, it also has the same right. single so front-facing camera. I think, I think what we haven't put into context is S10e is a fully spec phone, yes. except it's smaller, so it fits into pockets. It's a good bit cheaper, actually. Uh, it fits into hands and pockets much easier for people who prefer a smaller phone and don't need to read off a newspaper-sized screen. Um, the S10e, so that'll be 16,000 rand. 16,000 rand. Uh, it has dual, dual cameras on the back. Still, the, some of the probably the best dual cameras in the business yeah um, but the, the so problem it's a wide-angle lens now Samsung yeah. have gone with on the, the wide-angle lens mm. 123 degrees of magic yeah um, very little barrel distortion that, that's very wide by the way it's for those of you who don't know how what a wide allegedly angle lens is. as wide as your eyes can see which is kind of interesting because <laughs> your peripheral vision grants you almost 180 <laughs> degrees but 123 might be what a single eye can see yeah 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 kind of your active field of vision okay so, effective field of vision. so that's the s10e which is then the baby of the group yes. so the standard model which i think most people are going to end up getting is the standard s10 6.1 inch screen and the price is 19,000. 19, now, you see, I mean, that's a packet. That's a packet. Oh, down. my goodness. I, I appreciate the new processor, right? They've mm. gone the Huawei route where they've put the neural processing unit on the thing. They're working on the 7 nanometer process. So, like, really, really tiny. Yeah, they packed it in there. Um, power efficient. You're getting, like, RAM for days, I think. Six, like six gigabytes standard. Six, mm. Yeah, six gigabytes standard. S10, S10 Plus is eight gigabytes as standard. Yeah. Um, 
and so now the cameras is a 16 meg on the front two 12 megapixel on the back one of which is the wide angle and one of which is the, the zoom the two times zoom yeah i uh, think yeah uh, yeah so, so, so two so times zoom on the back and wide angle on so the back. so it's three it's three at the back three cameras at the back 12 megapixel telephoto lens 12 megapixel standard view and 16 megapixel wide angle no that's on the plus uh, I no, think the S10, standard S10 and S10 Plus have the same rear camera configuration. We shouldn't confuse our listeners. I don't <laughs> think so. No, it does. Okay, it's okay, right. So, okay, has, so has same arrangement camera. of the back. So right. S10E just has the normal uh, normal view and the wide angle. Okay. Um, so the other the other buzzword that came out of our our uh, event that we attended was ultra wide. Ultra wide. Ultra wide. That's that which is just a strange pronunciation of ultra wide. But I am convinced that the ultra wide was only available on the S10 Plus. But you, you feel you correct no, me No, S10 there. and okay. now ultra wide. Ultra wide is on all three variants. Oh, so wherever they use the wide angle, the it's ultra wide. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Okay, so um, that's your S10 standard. Six, yes, uh, and then 19, the S10 000. Plus yes. comes in at a Garish, actually. <laughs> 21,000 Rand for the base configuration, going all the way up to 36,000 Rand for the one terabyte internal That's storage. right, you can now get one terabyte storage built into the phone. That's before the SD card, of course, where yes. you can add another half a terabyte if you want it. So that's one terabyte of storage on the top, top model 12 on the gigs S10 of Plus. RAM. Yeah, 12 <laughs> gigs of RAM. I mean, it's and just a absurd. ceramic back. Yeah, and just give me your salary for the month. Yeah, it's hard to imagine <laughs> who the hell's going to buy that. But I, I mean, they only do the stuff because people do buy these models. Yes, um, I think it's Apple. Apple. Yeah, a fully spec, a fully spec iPhone top model will run you the same. No, yeah. but but Apple uh, Core actually delivered some data where they sell more upspec iPhones. They never, s they they don't sell a lot of the base spec. Okay. Yeah, people always buy up. Buy up. So okay. if, if they launch on like 64 gigs as the base, which is strange. Then I mean, people always buy up to 128. That, that kind of flies in the face of what you think because you assume that most people are spending this money so they can appear to have an iPhone, yes. and you wouldn't think they would spec it up because they're not even using what's available on a base yeah. model so, usually. But so, there you have so it. So here's my argument, right? Um, why are we shoving one terabyte? Who, who is storing a terabyte of data? Yeah, Mr. I need to film in constant HDR 10 plus yes, for half an hour at a time <laughs> on the highest resolution. <laughs> who recommends that people take their photos on the highest resolution every yes. time, Mr. Shooters? Yeah, okay, maybe you need a terabyte on your phone. No, I need a terabyte, a couple of terabytes at I home mean, where I know, can offload to. Yeah, I mean, I could get this on an iPhone which doesn't have removable storage, but I mean, why you would do that on a... On a Samsung phone, which has cheap uh, removable storage, I wouldn't know. Yeah, but bottom line, these are fantastic devices, cutting edge, going into Mobile World Congress launch weekend. Okay. Where LG are putting out their G8, where yeah. Huawei are also rumored to be bringing out their foldable phone. Yeah. Um, P30 is only coming in April. Yes, but the rumors, yeah. of course, are swirling. So just to recap quickly, so the 10E is the small one. Uh, that you should for, probably buy for sixteen thousand. S10 is the standard. Still got the three cameras on the back for nineteen thousand. S10 Plus, you all know what that's about. It's a much bigger screen, but it's going to run you twenty-five thousand for oh, the base I didn't model. even talk about the thing that surprised me the most. So mm. the S10 and S10 Plus mm. come with a underscreen ultrasonic <laughs> fingerprint reader. Yeah. So instead of like the optical one that Huawei are using, where it kind of looks through the that's screen, the, yeah, um, this sends. Waves. Alt, uh, yeah, it sends like a sound wave effectively that bounces off, like a radar that bounces off yeah. the ridges on your 
on in your fingerprint and then comes back to the sensor yeah they, they can they, they they maintain it's much much more accurate which i can actually believe they also say it's faster and that's yes. up for debate but i mean the fact that it's more accurate is key yeah yeah um a couple of journalists on our trip um part of our party had some issues with it i've had absolutely no issues with it um even in the demo area i was worried that ultrasonic waves are very 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 Sensitive, yeah. yeah, they're sensitive, so they're easily disrupted with like, say, if you have a little bit of dirt or mm. like something in between, yeah, if the you've got grit on your fingers, yeah. you know, can but it? But at the demo area, this guy was like chucking water on the screen, wetting his own finger, and, and still, yeah, yeah, and it was just working perfectly. And I found it myself, even with a little bit of Kentucky grease. <laughs> It just, it just <laughs> responds. And finally, we get double tap to wake on a Samsung phone. Yeah, I mean, that's just <laughs> insane. Double tap has been the single feature I've used on every single phone I've ever had, which have all been LGs, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my favorite feature in which I see a lot of potential is the wireless charging of other devices through your phone. So, uh, instead of putting your phone down on a wireless charging pad, your phone becomes the wireless charging pad. You put other devices, earbuds, f watches, things like that on top of your phone and your phone charges them wirelessly. I think there's a lot of potential in that because, um, well, because I do believe in wireless charging. It's taken me a while to come around to it. Right now, we don't have enough devices that use the Qi standard for wireless charging, but I'm hoping that in time... It's terrible that for the environment, Gavin. How so? Because wireless charging loses such a lot okay, it's of, very of energy through yes. heat. I think it's up to about 35% efficient or inefficient now. Okay. So you're losing 35% of the energy that you're generating to heat and other sorts of losses. Okay, I mean, you know, I've got to take that with a pinch of salt because I've got to see that in the context of the 17,000 extra computers I'm running in my house that I'm not using. <laughs> that are um, on all also, the time. Um, yeah, I, I see, because it's four and a half watts, which is half of what a standard wireless charger is right now. Yeah, that so will charge your phone in like three hours, yeah, maybe three yeah, so it's, hours. it's very much an emergency so, measure, yeah. Yeah, I, but it's more for accessories. They made a very yes, good yes. case, um, actually pardon the pun because the case of the galaxy buds is chi compatible so you can just pop your galaxy buds on the back if of you your have, s10 yeah if you have the buds you just take the entire case yeah. and put it down yeah and the watch apparently is also chi compatible and again now. you know the watch battery is tiny compared to the phone so it'll charge much yeah. faster so, so we'll see how that goes but i mean i'm interested to see where that goes um tell us about this hdr 10 plus video standard thing oh I, my goodness i could barely get my head around it. it's it's kind of samsung's own the rejig of what HDR10 and Dolby Vision is, um, it's I, I'm, I'm, I haven't wrapped my head around it uh, entirely. I'm probably going to write a blog post about it before the weekend is done. Um, um, the, okay, so my, my understanding is, I mean, we all know what HDR is. We all know there are multiple standards yes. that complicates things. And even YouTube itself only plays back certain HDR yes. standards and so on. The point being that this phone can now record video in HDR, which has been yes. the barrier. That, I mean, they're not the first to cross that barrier, but it's been the, the inhibitor. Playing, first. Okay, playing back the HDR has always been a lot easier, but capturing the footage on a phone, if you understand technologically what's being achieved, that every pixel of every frame of your video actually needs to be examined and processed for HDR, you've got to understand how much processing power goes into a device that can do that. It's enormous. Yeah, so, so very HDR, impressive. HDR, um, uh, video cameras like big red epics and red dragons and 
red monstros. It's like all professional yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So they have like these massively powerful, huge sensors that just soak up all sorts of light. Everything is done in absolute raw. It's like ten bit color. It's crazy. Like the amount of information that is going, that is passing through the sensor and needs to be analyzed by the processor is crazy. But Samsung in their displays. God knows why, mm -hmm. but they, they took the perfectly good HDR10 standard and they just pushed it a little bit further um, because their screens are now called, it's not called AMOLED, AMOLED. anymore, mm. it's now Dynamic OLED. That's right, that's right, that's right. It's an AMOLED screen, but they have different ways of controlling it. Again, yes. this is the kind of stuff that they can't really break down to a mass audience because it's extremely technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm, I'm happy with the devices, I'm not too happy with the prices. Um, I would have liked S10e to be maybe a thousand rand cheaper, coming in at around the fifteen thousand rand mark. All right. Um, that's where S9 lived, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's about it's like fifty dollars up on S9 in the states, oh and it's about a thousand rand up on S9. So yeah. much money, man. Um, Jeez. Okay. The S10e is definitely the phone that I would get. Um, I was fortunate enough to get an S10 Plus. I mm. thought it was going to be too big, but after using a Note for yeah, the better I'm part of six months. Myself, I've been a Note <laughs> user, and so the Plus yeah, works for me. Uh, um, yeah. What I don't like, though, is we both received V40s for review also at mm. this time. And V40 camera setup That's an is LG, by the yeah. way. Yeah. The V40 camera setup is pretty much the same as what Huawei are doing on the Mate 20 Pro and what Samsung are now doing on the Galaxy S10. Mm. Um, and yeah, they just done it better and I feel sad for LG and I hope that they're going to well, redeem themselves with the I, G8 launch. I'm not going to rush to judgment on that yet. I don't feel like we've used the phones nearly enough yeah. to know that it's better, but you know, uh, we'll see. Um, there's another thing that you've actually just recently filled me in on. There's been, uh, you know, the, the, the standards for Wi-Fi have been evolving all yes. the time and they're getting much more efficient, much more robust, so they don't break down as easily. They're getting faster data throughput. So the standard for Wi-Fi never stands still. And um, you're normally limited by the Wi-Fi in your home by whatever router you last bought, you know, yes. which will be one of the standards. So the, the new phones, the new S10s now support Wi-Fi standard 6. Yeah. But they used to have letters like A and B and G and so on, but yeah. they've just taken to numbering them. So, yeah, what, what it would have been, it would have been AX, which yes. was the evolution of AC. AC, which um, was the evolution of N. Yeah. yeah. And now they've just retroactively named all those characters as number standards now. Yes. And now the new one is Wi-Fi 6. So Wi-Fi 6 and 5G mm. are kind of in the same ballpark for me right now. So uh, at Mo Mobile World Congress in Barcelona is happening this week, uh, starting off on Monday. Um, so you're going to have a lot of announcements around 5G infrastructure. Yeah. A lot of big network carriers are going to be rolling out their plans or releasing their plans for the rollout. Um, mm. And then you're going to have Netgear is probably going to run the show yep. uh, on Qualcomm technology with um, these Wi-Fi 6 routers. Right. So you'll get the first little niblets, yeah. blooms of blossoms of these technologies. I mean, it, it would be an interesting discussion about whether something like Wi-Fi version 6 reaches people quicker than something like 5G. You yeah. know, they... Um, you could understand 5G is driven by the likes of Vodacom and MTN yeah. and so on, whereas Wi-Fi 6 is not driven by any vendors specifically, but it has a really big mass audience. So know? my read on so, it is mm. like 5G will be the networks kind of setting up this infrastructure, trying to migrate you over to it. You get the connection into your house, okay. and then Wi-Fi 6 is what connects yes, your actual you home yes, devices yes. to this amazing backhaul portal. Okay. So, so these phones are future-proofed in that sense for Wi-Fi yes. 6. They're ready to roll with Wi-Fi 6. And then they release. A, a 5G version of the 
Samsung Galaxy S10, which comes with a separate depth sensor, depth sensor on the back. So, uh, so this is now a whole separate product for yeah. those who missed how quickly it's we moved on. It's got eh? a bigger battery, it's got beefier specs, um, and it runs on 5G. So yeah. at the international launch, there was a demo model that could not be touched <laughs> nor switched on. So It looks like all the others. All intents and purposes. It's bigger, it's bigger. It's got a 6.7 yeah. inch screen. And it's got beefier spec. Yeah. Which is pretty much almost the same size as the Galaxy F. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I'm still unconvinced by 5G. I think uh, if you're buying right now, I don't think you need to be factoring that in. Um, I think you should be shopping on LTE and the best that you can afford in that category. Um, and yeah, the best that you can afford would probably be one of the cheaper S10s. Um, just make, make a wild prediction for when 5G will likely reach the regular consumer in South Africa. I'm going to I'm going to give you a choice of 1 year, 2 years or 4 years. 1 year. 1 year. 1 year. I one think year. the commercial guys like the businesses and stuff will be jumping onto 5G within 1 year. Yeah. Uh, Cuz the problem is um, transmission distance is not that it's great very for 5G. short. Yeah. yeah, so you need so lots of in CBDs where there's a lot of buildings where you can privately put up your own little antennas mm. like that that's going to take off like wildfire. Yeah, I mean there, there's a view that they might be using lampposts and stuff yeah. for base stations because the base stations are much smaller than before, but you need a lot more of them. They yeah. still they still I'm not going to say they're cheap. But you're going to need a lot more of them, so they have tried to keep the cost on yeah, 5G there, down. There, there is a, a, a different riff on 5G technology, which kind of piggybacks on LTE standards. Mm -hmm. It's just it's that's equipment that can be fitted onto the existing infrastructure. Um, it's called 5G New Radio, so 5G okay. NR, and I think that is going to be the biggest drag on 5G proper rollout. Over yes, because it's going to be like. Like, a lot of like people will invest their money into that infrastructure yeah, and then be reluctant to move it further. Actually, putting up more posts. I mean, again, we had the same problem with 4G. It becomes so hard for many of the networks to build a business case yeah. around how to build people for more data because people want to pay less and less for data and it's costing the network more and more to up the speed. So, you know, there's a tricky equation for how much more data people will use if it's really fast compared to what they can genuinely afford. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, so right now, um, the S10 Trio is available for pre-order. It's coming out, reaching customers on the 8th of March. I think you get like some freebies. Yeah, you get, on the, the network, you get the Galaxy you get Buds. You get the Galaxy Buds free if yeah. you pre-order any of the three. Um, Are they giving away the watch? Didn't I hear Vodacom say they might give away the I watch? I think Vodacom no. is giving away the watch to like the first 200 oh, or I see. something. Okay. It's like limited okay. like that watch. Watch prices have not been confirmed yet. Mm. I'm feeling that if they price over the 4,000 threshold, they're going to be running into a lot of problems. And the price and the watch, right. Yeah. It's, it's a great looking device. I really do yeah, enjoy nice Samsung smartwatches. And, and, it's, it's and it's very good with fitness tracking now. Yeah. You know. Mm. But you can pick up some really, really, really good Garmin or yeah, Polar hardware yeah, yeah. for True. around the three. And a half thousand rand mark. Um, not to mention the Huawei stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so okay. yeah, I hope they don't price themselves out because it's a really, really, really good device. Uh, yeah, big ups to Samsung South Africa for being a launch market. Yeah, being a launch market. Obviously, South Africa is an outlier in the African yeah. market because yeah. we really, really support these premium yeah. devices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like GTIs where more yeah, than yeah. half <laughs> all golf sold are GTIs. <laughs> Normally, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was speaking with uh, the commercial guy for Samsung South Africa, Mobile South Africa, and he was saying like the, the take up, the uptake of S9 was actually a lot better than 
I predicted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've been seeing a lot of, and it's the expensive one, it's the S9 okay. Plus that I've been seeing in well, a while. Well, just, just to, to be the buzzkill and put things in context, I still think there is a global backlash against buying a new phone every year and spending 20,000 Rand on it. I think people are rejecting that. People are going, why can't I get away with a six grand phone and buy one every second year, buy one every third year? And yeah. There's just a backlash against consumerism and a lot of that uh, is being derived from how poorly Apple has performed in uh, China, for example, and yeah. so on. Mm. So I, I've got another theory. I, I believe that S10e, the E stands for emerging market, Ooh. because last night, um, alongside what we were having, our little event, there were eight events across India. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, so they do these global hookups where you can see the audiences in other places of the world. I didn't know there yeah, was a, there were uh, eight, eight in events India. in Gosh. India. So you can see that they are gearing, they're playing directly towards that market. And, and not surprisingly, because iPhone has really struggled to get traction in India for various yeah. reasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah, Samsung just pushing the mobile industry as far as it yeah, can. Good for and them. Yeah, good for I, them. I, Credit I, to them. I appreciate that. All right. Gavin, is that a wrap? Anything else? No, no. Next episode, we'll be talking about the LG uh, Q Stylus 2. And this we'll be wrapping up some Mobile World Congress news. news absolutely. Oh, and um, I'm sure something Sony's, else will Sony's break. Sony's launching on Monday. LG's launching on Sunday. Okay. Nokia's launching on Sunday. Yes, yeah, so remembering, of course, that, uh, that Sony has recently withdrawn from South yeah. Africa. We, we're still befuddled by how all that happened. We thought things were fine, but apparently not. And so we'll be coming to you with lots of phone news next week. Cool. All righty. Thanks. And that's... We're out. Us. Bye.